Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Podcast One presents Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze, an entertaining behind-the-scenes look at the world of food, where you'll hear from anyone and everyone from the culinary industry, including restaurateurs, TV hosts, celebrity chefs, producers of your favorite cooking shows, and many more. Now, here's your host, Richard Blaze. Hey everyone, welcome to Starving for Attention. Richard Blaze here and uh, Jasmine Blaze uh, ad- adapting, adjusting my bracket that's for March missing. Madness. You missed a lot more I'm, games. You're, you're missing what? That's not what Oh, I you're did. knocking off the I'm next Rosin, one. I'm, I cross out the ones that no, I didn't you missed get right. Mississippi State over here. But Virginia Tech is in that round. That doesn't matter. You still missed a game. You told me you only missed six games in the first round. Two Remember, rounds. Well, that's not incorrect because you didn't I, all, that I'm out. still good for the Elite Eight. Uh, our family's taking the brackets pretty seriously, obviously. Uh, Jasmine, I think, is up maybe by a game or two. Oh, man, come on. Uh, but you hear her here in, live in the moment sort of uh, adjusting my brackets. The kids <laughs> filled them out, adorably so, uh, and picked um, Michigan, not Michigan State, but Michigan Street Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to go pretty far, one of them. Um, yeah. Because ST, when you're seven years old. Eight. When you're eight years old. <laughs> just turned eight is not um, state it can be straight so very adorable um, speaking of brackets um, well no not speaking of brackets <laughs> um, everyone does brackets though around this time of year right yeah it's popular I mean yeah. I, um, I, starch madness potatoes versus polenta oh really <laughs> no, I just made that That's up on the top of my head I was on the fly yeah that, that was, was really nice. good get it yeah, yeah. no but lots of um, lots of like brands do like their own brackets at this time of year like not just basketball like you know, like let's do a superfood um, bracket. Like yeah, of course. Chia seeds versus, versus fla- flax seeds. Sure. Yeah. Um, that would be fun. Yeah. I like that. Everyone gets into the game. So this episode here is for Jackson Hole Food and Wine again. That's right. Uh, with Megan Gallagher and Haynes Oakley, two of the founders of Jackson Hole Food and Wine. And it so, made me think. Yeah. Why did? Why don't we do a a food and wine uh, <laughs> bracket? A food and wine festival a bracket. Festival bracket. Uh, well, there's a couple reasons why we shouldn't, probably, <laughs> because I like uh, participating in a lot of these festivals, so I'd, I'd hate to be the one ranking. Well, I don't we think could, we have to be, I, you can mm, just I make like the bracket and like make it available, you know, like for so people you, to download. So and you're asking for a fan to go up there and, and draw out the top. It can't be, it, it couldn't be 64 teams. It couldn't be like the depth of the I've, original. I bet you it could. I bet you we could find 64. Okay. If it was 64, though, it would be like the first rounds would be like Aspen Food and Wine versus like the Garlic Gilroy Festival. I don't know. That Garlic Gilroy's I got know, a pretty good pretty follow. Well, that's know. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. That could be yeah. a Cinderella story. Right, that right, could right. be a 116. Yeah. Like Virginia last year losing right. in the first round. Um, but we could do it, but it would be controversial. It'd be fun. I mean, it'd be, it'd be fun for other people. You know, I don't know. I don't know how. Well, we, I, mean, I don't know you, how we do it. How, how do you... people vote? Obviously, regional, like you, just yeah, like, you just still... like it is in our in, exactly. in the March Madness. East, West, South, Midwest. Right, and, but you know, and generally speaking, what I'm saying is like, okay, well, if you live in Miami, you you're probably have South. a lot of fondness for Sobe, right? South Beach Food and Wine Fest, yeah. And if you're a New Yorker, New York Food and Wine, et cetera, et cetera. Well, but then, then one of them is going to come out from the South, so maybe it'll be Sobe, or maybe right. it'll be Charleston hmm. Food and Wine. Maybe Who we knows? should draw that up: Charleston Food should. and Wine versus Atlanta Food and Wine. Right, like uh, it's going to be a Ooh. battle. Who knows? <laughs> How would you judge these things? Jasmine? I don't know. Um, me, I would um, judge them probably just by their swag. Nice. <laughs> now that would make it. That's a little internal, though. No, That's... but you know what I like about that is it would be a lot less controversial. I could actually weigh in then. Like, okay. if I, like I'm just saying, like if it was just judging the swag bag, um, 
like I have no problem weighing in and okay. being like Jackson Hole Food and Wine. It's really, uh, you know, I think versus Newport Beach Food and Wine Festival. I think these are all we're festivals. being a little a little tongue in cheek here because I think it's. I mean, I think all the festivals are pretty fun to go to. Oh, I think we enjoy our time. Obviously, all of them. this is jokes. Jokes, um, you know. But I'll tell you, what, Jackson Hole's got a leg up because they had those Yeti cups. Mm. I've been carrying that big, thing around with me. Big everywhere. sponsor. I'm kind of surprised. You, you did you see the bag too? Yes. Like the swag bag, you usually get these bags. And we've mentioned this before on the podcast. We have so many like, um, you know, farmer's market shopping canvas bags, yes. of which we've just created some for Starving for Attention and that we're bringing to Pebble Beach Food and Wine soon. That's right. So like we're going to See donate. you at Pebble Beach we're, we're, Food we're, and Wine Festival in uh, seated number eight in the West. That's right. So we're, <laughs> we're sort of participating in this. But they, uh, Jackson Whole Food and Wine had these uh, awesome like Yeti bags that you could put like a case of wine and like a couple of whole trouts in. <laughs> like I feel like they're like <coughs> waterproof and like uh, really, really dope. But you, That Yeti cup's surprised. nice. I'll tell you what, I took it to Starbucks the other day and I got it filled mm. up with water because I was, I was really thirsty and yeah. I just happened to be walking by a Starbucks. And uh, the guy, the barista that filled it up, he was like, I love these cups. And I was like, nice. I know. And he's like, they keep everything so cold. And I was like, I know. Nice. And no, I was wow, like, this I was is like unless you drop it, you know, like in a yoga class, you tip it over and it's like loudest thing uh. ever. This is turning into a nice Yeti endorsement. I guess. Well, hey, this you know what? Fun. Come up on so, a sponsor. As a funny enough, I was at Taste of Tennis. I just performed there a couple yeah. weeks ago. Right. And I had that Yeti not bag. Not technically uh, available. or Not a festival. Not eligible for ele- it, Yeah, not it eligible. Go, it's like the NIT. Frozen Four. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it has to be a different, it's a different <laughs> sport. Different sport. But okay. I was in the elevator with that Yeti bag and someone was just like, what's, what's this Yeti I keep seeing all over? What kind of brand is it? And I was like, it was weird. Like, I mean, I feel like most people have seen it. So I felt like this is someone like, you know, from another planet. I mean, Yeti's not <laughs> like Starbucks or McDonald's. Right. It's not like yeah, a, it's such a big brand, but it's an I was interesting shocked that brand. he was like, what they're is kinda it? They're kind of like, they're kind of hipstery, but they're kind of old school. It's a, it's an interesting brand. It's definitely sort of like uh, They nature-y. got a little like... Uh, like um, nature right? So I anyway, mean, swag yeah, bag, yeah. Jackson Hole Food and Wine, good job with the, the Yeti yeah, mugs in there. Definitely. Um, and then like some are known for certain things, like Newport Beach Food and Wine, known for like wine lots of wine yeah yeah like your yeah, yeah. like your gift bag is basically like yeah. some trail mix mm-hmm. and a dozen bottles of good candy wine. yeah some 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 chocolate i'm trying to think of what some are some sort? of the epic swag bags? like this if it was just swag bags i kind of like this game yeah well um, i mean i tell you what aspen used to like do it up oh they still do like i got I, like a like a light ski jacket last year did you yeah, I remember uh, Rocco was even wearing it. Rocco Despirito right. was that's wearing right. it that's in right. his interview at Aspen. That's right, I forgot. Um, so I that, those that are jacket. Ones. You still it's have downstairs. It? I got oh. it. Yeah, but it doesn't. It's not really like light winter weather too often in Southern California. I think it's always light winter mm. weather here. It's turquoise. Ah, teal. <laughs> that's the other thing. Teal. Not one problem. of my favorite colors. So Just there's the segue. Yeah. There's the segue from there. One. Tell us your ideas about doing festival brackets. Yes. I send, like the idea, in. though. Someone like make a bracket, Aspen for goodness sakes, and, wine, and then we can all screenshot it and do uh, it. First round matchup, South Beach Food and Wine going up Who's against the, the Greenville yeah. Flower yeah. Show. You're no? off. I think you're I'm off, off on That's not, okay. Yeah. It's got to, does it have, it has to be a festival. It does, I don't think it has to have the Food and Wine Festival behind it, but, you know, mm. I think it should be a food festival. Got it. Um, Not a flower festival. That's that's right. <laughs> um, we had sort of a flower festival happen in, in our home. We do. We did and do. Yeah. Uh, first time ever, we got to film a little uh, digital piece that you'll get to see soon. We can't say too much about it. But where we had a room in our house remodeled. Yeah. By uh, Orlando Soria. That's right. 
and parachute and parachute who makes Home. linens yeah so they got oh, they textiles. redid our bedroom so we can't really spoil more of it but that was the first time we've ever been involved can in we one not because i posted a lot about it no, I I go take that stuff down? i just <laughs> think we can't say like every single thing oh that okay yeah, yeah yeah but this weekend we, we had that happening <clears throat> in our home and then we also just today literally like two hours yeah. ago the, yeah, the yeah. room smells still smoky charcoal right now we had a rachel ray segment yeah uh, a grill basically thing. had cameras here around the clock um, it sounded fun. I felt really accomplished because obviously this is something that I want to do a lot of. And then I forget like the, the opportunities that I do get to be on set a lot or host a show, how exhausting it is. And when it's at your home, it's a different level of yeah. exhausting. Like they marked up the wall of one of someone with one of their gear. I saw that. You saw it? I, I think it'll come that. out with a little rubbing alcohol. I got to get a little magic eraser yeah. over there. Um, but like you're in your home, you don't realize it. Yeah. You got, there's you know, a sign on our bathroom over here that says crew bathroom. The girls made that. Which yeah. is adorable. Well, thank goodness. You got to keep des- designate That's one true. bathroom for the yeah. crew bathroom. That's you, a smart thing they did. You don't need audio guys romping through the, uh, the no. kids' bathroom. But... Um, no, it was Sorry, funny actually. Guys. Actually, uh, at the end of today, uh, the camera operator, I believe, on this last shoot, um, said something along the lines as we were all leaving and everybody's packing up. Said something along the lines of like, "Well, I hope today talked you out of uh, uh, doing any kind of a reality show, like Follow Doc, basically." Mm, yeah. Now we've done a little like, bit of that too, but not. But in not this with house. grown kids, like not with no. kids. And I, I, you know, I think like. Um, I definitely am really protective of like our home time and like our, our you know, like, um, so yeah, there was parts of it where it felt a little like, all right, ready to like get back to normal. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was, <laughs> that was even yeah, today. Like, when today we wrapped, yeah. And like, obviously uh, today we were shooting a food segment and then, so we made all this food and then we were sitting down to eat it and like, they're all wrapping up and like, we're on the other side eating and it's like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> we're just sitting here eating dinner while you're well, packing up your car. See, but like, thank goodness we didn't invite another family. Cause like mm. how in the world, like I thought of how this, bad that could have gone. I thought of this right? halfway in the middle. Yeah. I mean, you're Did you adding know I was so gonna much say audio. I told you so. Um, I didn't think <laughs> you were going to do saying... it on the podcast, but I, <laughs> I'm I not saying I told you so. I'm just saying that, um, I'm really glad we did it. Cause it's hard to explain what, what you do. I think you you run into this a lot, right. Of like explaining to like, you know, the average Joe, like what, what you do in yeah. a day, right? Or what, what these kind of shoot days look like. And so to, to invite a family over or another, you know, family over and like just be sitting around waiting for the cameras to be set to like shoot a fake scene where we're eating, right? right? Yeah. And then it would not have been good. And, it would have uh, been horrible. It would have been bad. And then you, you add kids into it because kids, kids don't really get it. Kids want to produce. I Our even, kids want to jump in and produce well, these things. Well, Embry does, yeah. And then I even I had, I, I talked to Riley too. I was like, you know, you gotta like, kind of pretend to eat during the parts where like Riley just like was like went to town with like two cups of rice. Right, it was like <laughs> cilantro all over her face. But also, it was dinner time. It was. We they were, were hungry. They were hungry. So I mean, I get it. But it was just a funny. And I do funny. think that like the one the easiest way to act like you're doing something is to actually do it. So yeah. Oh no, no. They yeah. got some good scenes of Riley eating rice for sure. Chowing down for yeah. sure. But uh, yeah, it'll, I'm I'm okay with not doing that for a couple of days. Yeah, film, filming in the house. I bet. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, um, I'm exhausted. I don't know. Yeah. Do you feel the same way? Yeah. I'm beat. Yeah. Um, it felt like 120 years. It did. You know what else has been going on for 120 years, Jasmine? What's that? San Pellegrino. Sparkling <laughs> mineral water has been an iconic symbol of style and taste thanks to its Italian heritage. And a world of unlimited choices, the iconic green bottle with the red star has become a universal beacon of unique taste experiences. And with its distinctive gentle bubbles, 
subtle nuances and perfect mineral balance, S. Pellegrino not only pairs well, it enhances the taste of nearly all cuisines, even if you're doing a segment of five different foods served on sticks. That's why I serve it in all of my restaurants and enjoy it at home with my family and whatever production crew happens to be romping around uh, that day. It's these special experiences with family and friends that matter most. A crowded dinner table like we had today, shared moments, a time to reconnect, tell stories, be thankful, laugh, and have fun. And as we continue through this 2019, which is getting crazier by the day, uh, planning for unforgettable meals and most memorable moments, moments, make sure, Jasmine, that we do it and uh, you do it at home with S. Pellegrino on the table where you'll find moments of great taste waiting to be enjoyed. To unlock more tasteful moments and culinary tips, visit www.sanpellegrino.com US. That's www.sanpellegrino.com US. All right, so we're getting ready to get into this, Jasmine. Megan Gallagher and Haynes Oakley. Uh, I know I've said it before, but they founded Jackson Hole Food and Wine Festival. Two so of, cool. I believe, five founders. That's what I thought. So cool. So I was like, you know, this podcast is about like people who do things in the food world, not necessarily just chefs. Right. Um, and I think this was kind of interesting to me. Like, w- how do you start a food festival, right. grow it? They're in their second year. They do like a it's seasonal one. It's got to be one. so much work. It, like, I, so much It definitely work. is. And you've been around these festivals. Like, yeah. once like sort uh, yeah. of like the peak happens of the weekend, like you can see people relax a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, you know, have a few drinks and, sh- like and, and chill out. Saturday night, maybe. Yeah, and that, then, then that maybe. Sunday night is usually like, we're never really around, but I, yeah. they must just totally like shoes off, well, they're just hair like down. striking, yeah. And then just, yeah. So <laughs> difficult. But these are uh, some amazing people. We got to sit down again. We're in that awesome uh, cabin where we were last week with Jim Newport. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Megan Gallagher. Hands I listen to you. It's fun. You um, you, you kind of um, play a game with them and then they uh, turn it on turn it around on you, right? They did flip it, which was really, like really that. interesting. Now, every once in a while, someone on the podcast will sort of take over like as the uh, interviewer. Mm. Uh, and I liked it because rarely do I get to sort of like answer questions on our own podcast. Um, so that's going to come down the road. No spoilers, but uh, wait for it because I think uh, I don't even remember what we talked, what, what I was talking about, but they were really interesting topics. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Cool. It's you ready? Really fun. Yeah, I'm ready. Here we go. Uh, Jackson Hole Food and Wine founders, Megan Gallagher and Haynes Oakley up now. I'm usually pretty high strong. Really? No, you don't, I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this, I, I think, you know what we should do? Um, I was thinking we would just get right into our what well, we usually play a game. Okay. I think you know this, but start with the Jackson Hole Food and Wine Festival Ski Report. Uh oh. The Ski Report. That's ski what this report. is going to be. Okay. Right. Like I mean, I'm assuming you're you ski a little bit or no? I do. Yeah. I okay. Snowboard. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I rise. I snowboard. I'm cool. I try to be cool. Days. There you go. But basically, <laughs> if you've never been on a mountain, for those of us, who, if you go skiing or snowboarding, the slopes have different ratings, right? So you could be on a green slope, which means that it's pretty easy, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Or you can be on a blue slope, mm-hmm. which means like, okay, you can you survive, right? That's I'm a blue. I'm a, more of a blue. Okay. And then you get to Black Diamond. Yes. Right. And that means like which that's really really tough. Right. Which is half the mountain yeah. here in Jackson Hole. And then we've got the double Village. black diamonds here too. Double black diamonds. Okay. Well, then we have four things. So all of these, <laughs> all of these questions are sort of going to be answered in that sort of way. Right? Okay. So like it's it's is there what is there anything before green? No. Then it's just like kid slopes. It's what just is, the bunny slope. The, the yeah, sweet it's like water. The magic carpet. You know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The magic that. carpet is kind of amazing though. Don't you just yeah. want so the magic carpet is where you can go on with your skis or a snowboard and it just kind of yeah the kids are just it's like. like 
Yeah. It's the elevator, like when you when you're in an airport, and it's the walk, the yeah, elevator, exactly. the the walking uh, elevator. It just goes up the mountain. Okay, so let's deal with this because you're entrepreneurs. You started this festival. Yes, we have a, a team of six of us actually, founders. But yes, this is uh, started in 2016. So we're we're psyched that we're in the middle of our second winter and going into our third summer festival. And as uh, true team players and, and, and entrepreneurs, you are automatically gave credit to the other four people who are not on the microphone today. Right. There are six of you. <laughs> Case are listening. But you're here. <laughs> Listen, God, God, I love them too, but we don't have to give them credit. Like you're here. Like you, you showed. Yeah, now they're you know, busy, Benny right? And I are the logistic girls. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, the, we're the boots on the ground. It, it's kind of amazing because you know, we have a lot of entrepreneurs that come on the podcast and you know, it's, it's a product that they've created or it's a restaurant that they've opened. Um, and although I'm on the road all the time, different sort of festivals and concerts and series, uh, like to have it as a business model to me is kind of insane, right? Because like this is, besides being a joy, <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping. Right? Absolutely. It labor, is. Yeah. yeah, it's labor a labor of love. love. A project but, of passion. But, but at some point there's a, there's a business model yeah. behind this. Yes, well, we are a nonprofit. Okay, so that that, that okay, turns so, around and supports other nonprofits. So we're not uh, we're not going to get rich, but we're yeah. we're creating something really magical, right? Fun. But but again, even in the nonprofit sense, like there has to be you have to you have to make enough money to be able to do this Absolutely. next year exactly. to support all of these uh, you know organizations that you're helping, charities, etc. Yes, I'm glad I'm a part of it. Yeah, we're I'm excited. We're psyched right? to have it's, you here. Um, Drew Nieporant, right? Who was uh, last week's episode? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tyler Florence last year. So I'm in pretty good company. Yes. Um, but let's get right into it. So ski report, you ready? Yeah. Yes. So I'm going to ask, ask you some questions about, you know, the challenges of, um, starting a festival or running a festival. Okay. And you're going to let me know it's, it's easier. It was a double black. Okay. Double black <laughs> so we'll just get right into it because I, I, I started that way dealing with Tyler Florence. <laughs> Now, I, my, my mind says double black diamond, that that's the challenge. Like, it's a, it's, a, it's a challenging thing. He's a friend. Look I at mean, the- I, honestly, I think in terms of perception, like, we thought it was going to be a double black diamond. <laughs> yeah, you know, nice. just yes. in terms of, you know, just always on TV, and there's just a big personality. So, you know, we're like, oh, you know, it's kind of intimidating. Yeah. Um, but honestly, when his crew came, it became more of, like, a green Ooh, look at that. situation, yeah. you know? Right. So, I mean, which is really, I think it was fun for us to kind of, you know, get to experience. I like how you answered the question with basically all of the difficulty <laughs> well, uh, you know, colors. Well, you know, that's kind of how it kind of goes, you right. know? It's just, you know. We thought it was going to be double black diamond. Yeah. It was kind of a green and heading <laughs> towards blue. Yeah. <laughs> heading but... towards blue. But you also said that, that, that Tyler was rolling with a crew. So, like, who, who, who rolls with a bigger entourage, Tyler Florence or Richard Blaze? Well, the, Richard Blaze. Oh, Seriously. no. <laughs> Tyler oh. came with one, with Matt. Yeah. Oh, man, see? Yeah, who also, by the way, just gave, gave you a shout-out on my Instagram page, right? Yeah. So, Tyler yeah. and Matt, they were... Tyler and Matt. So, man, see, I, was, I set myself up for that one. Well, they, had, they got some support locally, too. Yeah, of course, great, of course. And we love that because it's a great experience. But I was thinking, well, I guess kind of... Um, so, the, the, the PR company that you work with here, yeah. Baltz, is also my 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 yes. personal public relations team, so I guess that's kind of, could kind of be part of my team mm-hmm. as well. Which so. it means Richard Blaze is a double black diamond <laughs> to right? deal with because yeah. you're dealing with multiple players on the that's Richard true. Blaze team. That's true. Nice. All right. Okay. So Tyler Florence gets off the hook. Did my team tell you they walked into someone else's house last night? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 
Uh-oh. Hey, we're home. Oh, right. Exactly. Uh-oh. Which, like, my wife's from Florida, so I was like, don't, you know, in, in Florida, in Texas, and I'm assuming Wyoming, you don't want to walk into just someone's home. No. Right? Yeah. That's, you know, I'm, it's kind of a side note. So we have an inmate list here. Oh. Like, literally, like, a, a public thing. Like, your picture will be on the website. Right. And so there's always, like, it's really kind of weak. Look at it often because it's just you want to see like, who's in there. You know, yeah. and it's, it's always just, people going into other people's homes. It's a very common thing it's around so here. So common, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, the visitors. So I'm not sure, not sure why. Yeah, actually, you know? my team would tell me I wasn't with them, but they were like, "Oh, they were just like it happens all the time. <laughs> it's fine. It's just a thing. You know, a wolf runs through the yard and someone walks into your home, and it's okay." Yeah. Um, but truly, Jackson Hole Resort Lodging has been taking care of us. It's been amazing. I've only been. Uh, Eating bacon since I've been here. I just that's there you quick, go. It's total it's, total it's, aside. You know, it's Jack's whole diet. Um, by the way, when you're running these, uh, when you're running this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what is the ski report on your own personal self care? <laughs> Do you get a chance to eat and relax at all? Because I know these things are stressful. They're stressful. Uh, not this weekend. We were we were talking with the the Baltz team. How are these? How ironic it is. We put on a food wine festival, and generally we, we go home after the event and, and eat mac and cheese. <laughs> we live on bagels, you yeah. know, and uh, things that are really quick and easy just to, like, dart out the door and, yeah. and get going again. So It's just a 24-hour clock. I know crazy. this because you sent me a super early text message today. Yeah. And I was like, they're up and we they're up. up. They're no, up honestly, and in last it. last night, it was a treat. We did get we did. a few they sent out some bites dishes. of of the dishes so when it happens we're very grateful yeah that's kind of like chef life yeah also i I think we talked about it last night yes how ironic it is that we don't get to eat yeah we're cooking a five-course meal (laughs) but we're in the back near a dishwasher eating like macaroni cheese out of like a little plastic container um what about local like you you, you're doing also like a a, a tasting on uh saturday Saturday. okay so this is the what it's called the taste of teton village taste of teton village How, what's the ski report on dealing with the local restaurants and chefs for the grand tasting? Because now you have to deal with not just one personality. We know most of them. Okay. They're great. What's always hard, another ironic thing, is getting a chef from a menu is, or a a menu from a chef. It takes a while. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Okay. (laughs) By the way, this is very passive aggressive of you. Uh, (laughs) I didn't, I'm not naming names, yeah. but uh, it's, but it's funny but, how it, we have to wait, and we know them. So, oh yeah, I'll get it to you, Megan. It's okay. Yeah, I think there was. A, I think there was a last email that I didn't respond to. <laughs> no, but we feel. But I also lucky. knew that but I was in good hands, and it's one of the few times that I've actually planned but, a menu. I think that was like accurate, and like I felt really good about, et cetera. No, but um, generally they're 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 wonderful. We we're, we're blessed in this tiny mountain town to have all these great restaurants. And they're great to work with, but I think because we know a lot of them, it gets more casual. Mm. So, like, yeah, Megan, but we're right, just getting to know each other, and right. I had the same issue. It's a chef well, I, thing. <laughs> a oh, let's chef back thing. up. It's not. A, it is. It's a chef <laughs> thing. Yeah. What are you and, cooking? Right, and it's like, oh, I'm on the stove all day. I don't have time to answer emails, and a lot of times it's tough for the chef to turn on the proper business protocol mode right. and be like, oh, someone sends you an email, you need to respond Fair to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in all fairness. Publicists know this as well, <laughs> as well, if not more than you do, as I probably owe you a number of uh, texts and, and team balls. There, there, there you go. Only three, three things. But I'm always behind. It is kind of messed you're in, up. You're in very good company. What about, though, as far as uh, – and I know I'm usually pretty easygoing. Uh, as I'm about to also ask for something for my dinner tonight, did we talk to you about uh, trying to get a Binchotan grill? 
or trying to like send someone down to the restaurant we ate at to grill some mushrooms. Oh. Okay, so no, we haven't yet. <laughs> no, but anyway, no, but I'm. Uh, I'm talking yeah, myself. got it. No worries. <laughs> um, but it, what about chefs with their desires and needs to have special equipment and things and toys? Maybe just because I'm a modernist, I'm one of the few chefs who needs to have certain things. Well, we um, no, we definitely haven't been the only one. Um, people don't realize how hard it is to get stuff here, especially in the winter. As we were. The day you were flying in, the, the local food trucks were, were stuck out here by the hotels and blocking traffic, and we can't get stuff. And if, if something doesn't make it or if there's a, a funky ingredient, yeah, you can't mm. just kind of run out we have to think about it and order it weeks So that's in interesting. So I'm kind so, of I'm, I'm happy for you that at the moment you don't have like a dozen celebrity chefs in town mm-hmm. because if you tell them they can't have like their vegetable that they need, that's that's I just roll with it because it's kind of like mountain life, right? I like even the menu we're doing tonight was kind of put together to be like I think these are things you can find on a mountain, right? <laughs> or near like, a mountain, <laughs> or near a mountain, and like or, exactly. And then, but most chefs are used to just like oh, I want this exotic vegetable from Southeast right. Asia delivered to my restaurant tomorrow yeah, in twenty four hours, and it's hard here because we went to a market and just to fill up the fridge here, and they were like, produce isn't coming till next week. <laughs> Well, the roads in and out of town were closed the, the few days before you got here, and that makes a big difference. I think the pass was and, closed again this morning. Yeah, was there like was avalanches. an avalanche. <laughs> it's like you're like living in like this like. That's why it's called Jackson's nature. Hole. It's a hole in the yeah. valley. So, I love it. I love. I mean, for me though, there's something really inspiring about that. I, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of local chefs really dive in and, and dig in there, as far as like, you know, uh, you cook locally. You only cook what what, what grows 200 mm-hmm. you know miles from your restaurant or 20 yeah, I mean, miles I think from your restaurant. We all become really good problem solvers. Yes, you know. Just kind of making it work, but we're very lucky in terms of our partners. In terms of you know, working with our local restaurants, like if there's something that our guests need, like we're able to really rally and they're able to help us out too, which has been like awesome. The the grill you need, we'll we'll call up Suda and I bet they'll get it. Yes, for us right. right away. And we were talking to them about you know, which is a Japanese restaurant that has all this amazing sushi grade quality fish and how expensive their FedEx bill must be. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Um, because I mean, I even saw when I came into the condo here, uh, there was a FedEx truck just spinning its spinning its tires mm-hmm. out front, and like yeah. oh, that that driver you know is like, oh. those guys, right? yeah. For sure. Very, especially when they have like, you know, um, $40 a pound hamachi in the back of their <laughs> right. truck and like some chefs really, really angry. Um, how, what's the ski report on being able to not drink all the wine, not drinking all the wine? Don't you want to just enjoy it? And, and it, it is a, a wine festival. You mean us you, personally? Yeah, personally. Yeah. Like what's, how hard is this to not, to not engage in the process of enjoying the festival? A lot of times there's no time. Mm, okay. So when, when we're cleaning up, We'll pour ourselves a glass yeah. with the publicists. <laughs> and That's what it is. Yeah. Absolutely. There it so, is. Yeah. And yeah, man, we, does it taste good. We taste it. That is. <laughs> after like, that event. That, that first drink after the event, yes. of course. We, now, we're halfway through the weekend. What is, um, have you hit, is it like the Wednesday of a work week or no? Are you still like, just like, have you I seen like the journal still going, you okay. know? I, if it, for me personally, I, I feel like after the first event, you kind of create that momentum and you're like, okay. You know, let's, we're doing this. Yeah, we're not coming know? down until Sunday night. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Um, and today, like, um, since we, you know, have two events going on, so it's definitely a longer day. We're definitely... Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. so self... What is the other event that's going on? I'm doing a dinner. And... Yeah, so um, from 3 to 5, we're doing Cocktail Codex um, Masterclass with Alex Day Oof. from Death & Co. Nice. Yeah. So, so are those people coming up to my dinner as well? 
Um, two different two okay, different got groups it. of people. All right, so they yeah. won't be drinking. Like I, I exactly. know what to expect. Exactly, we've actually yeah, we've had that before, and it, man, it got interesting. So, um, yeah, interesting's good. Yeah, interesting's no, good. Right? Yeah. Sixty seconds. That's exactly how long this commercial lasts. You know what else you can do in about a minute? I don't know why I always chuckle when I say that part. Yeah, well, you know why. Uh, get an offer for your car with TrueCar. That's what you can do. That's right. In the amount of time it takes to floss your teeth, pet your dog, do a few sit-ups, or just listen to my voice, you can get a true cash offer. Best of all, you can do it from your smartphone or home. Just go to TrueCar and simply enter your license plate number and watch how your car's details pop up. Answer a few questions, and you'll get an accurate true cash offer from a local TrueCar certified dealer. It's that easy. After that, you can bring your car in and they'll check it out with you together. You can ask questions and get the answers you need so there's no surprises. Then simply leave with your check or trade in your car for a new ride. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. The advanced specialists at the Center for Innovative GYN Care developed groundbreaking minimally invasive techniques to treat fibroids, endometriosis, and other GYN conditions. In response to growing concerns over the coronavirus, CIGC now offers e-visits. We know GYN conditions don't stop affecting your life. CIGC wants to be here for you as you seek options to find relief from debilitating gynecologic symptoms such as abnormal bleeding and pelvic pain. With telemedicine options now available, book a Consultation at InnovativeGYN.com or call 888-SURGERY. That's InnovativeGYN.com or 888-SURGERY. Make sure to stick around after this podcast to get the latest headlines from the AP News Minute. Can't get enough Richard Blaze? Then take a listen to any of Podcast One's other fantastic food shows. Every Wednesday, Michelle Davis and Matt Holloway of Forked Up, a Thug Kitchen podcast, serve up their own brand of food, politics, and pop culture. And chef Rick Bayless and food journalist Steve Delinsky team up every Wednesday to travel the globe while tackling food trends on The Feed. Check out Thug Kitchen and The Feed every week on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Now back to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Of all of the events that you're doing, which one is the Black Diamond like challenging? Is it because there's so many chefs? At the tasting, is it because Richard Blaze is difficult to deal with, his dinner? (laughs) Is it the the panel, which was, you know, a a controlled chaos in a good way last night? I think that one can be hard because it's, um, you know, it's it's getting the stories. There's lots of different elements to that event. I think that has, like, the most components in trying to track down things. Um, In terms of, you know, the other events, I think it's kind of been, we have a a formula. Yeah. Yeah, last night's tricky. Because you have to collect the stories. Right. You have to have a cohesive menu Mm -hmm. that makes sense. You have to find the wine. Right. You have to put it all together. You have to take these people's ideas of what's in their head. In your case, your your goulash, which is fabulous, by the way. Yeah. uh, We did get to taste that. You're kind. Your team made it, so it it was your vision. Right. But everyone else who submitted a story, we have another chef making it. Who did an amazing job. Michael Burton. Amazing. So he did an inspiration. So it's, it's... and making sure that still fits their memory. Yeah, that's a tough one. But you, you had mentioned that, like, you know, sort of um, re-energizing the, the traditional wine dinner. Yes. Uh, I think you did a great job with it. Because it is, okay. it can just be the winemaker. And unless you're really into wine, that can get a little bit boring, let's be honest, right? Or even the chef who comes out each course and just talks about his mm-hmm. food. Like, unless you're really into that one thing, it can just be like, okay. Let's let's yeah. lighten it up, and I think that was perfect yesterday with all the five pan- five panelists. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We want to hear the stories. We like the. 
the passion behind everything and not, not the technicalities, but the, the stories. Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And I was amazed how, how engaged the audience was. Yeah. Some of them too engaged. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, well, that's the scary thing with doing a panel and letting people have the mic and giving it to the audience. You, you, you always kind of, uh-oh, what are they going to say? I love but, that, though, because then it's on the fly and it's all kind of, you know, it's happening yeah, in the moment. It's organic. Happening. And then the ribbing going on up front, too. That yeah. was, that's fun. We love that. Um, ski report on getting the word out, right? So, like, like, now this is the second year spring's happening. Then there's going to be a, a, a third year winter uh, festival. Is it all, uh, how, how challenging is that? That's a diamond. Yeah. Mm. I, I mean, I think so. I mean, I it's think, getting maybe turning into a blue, but. Yeah. No, I think I was actually thinking that. I was like, ooh, is it a diamond? Is it blue? Double um, blue? Is there such thing as double blue? I don't no. Know. Okay. We can make <laughs> one. Oh, yeah. I like it. Um, <laughs> I just invented my own course. <laughs> no, but yeah, no, I think, um, you know, as a new festival, like people are, you know, you're still kind of building the brand, if you will. And so we're just trying to capture, you know, people's attention in terms of what we're doing, which then just takes time. And mostly, has it been mostly uh, social media? We do some advertising in the local paper. We've done some radio. We, um, social media, social I think, has been, been a big part. So if people want to book for next year, where do they have to go? Our website is okay. the best place. Uh, jhfoodandwine.com, all spelled out. Yeah. And, yeah, we, as we, we get the talent, as we line up the events, we're working on a couple things. We yes, just keep adding content. And, yeah. So. Well, you're going to have celebrity chefs. We know that. You're going to have Absolutely. great food, great wine, and mm-hmm. um, maybe not quite as much snow oh, next man. year as this year, yeah. but, but, but still enough, more than enough yes. snow. Yes. Yeah. We always have good snow here. That's the good thing about I don't think this Jackson is going to be disappearing anytime soon. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, how long does the season go? Like how? There's still snow in, in May, and it'll snow in June. We, were, oh. we worry about the snow for our summer festival. Yeah. Right. You never, you never it, know. it might be 30. It might be 80. Right. So. But it kind of doesn't work either way. Like if there, so you, yeah. you, don't, you need the snow for the summer festival. No, you don't need it for the spring festival. No, no, yeah. no. Okay, no, got Yeah, it. we don't want it for summer. So you might have it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, we, but we prepare for it. But you're doing things outside is what you're saying, basically. We are. Last, last year we had a, it was cold. Everyone had their, their puffy jackets on over their dresses. It's crazy on a random ranch. storm came in. It just like, usually the summer storms that come like and go really quickly. This one just hovered and circled. It was like hailing, like sideways rain, you know, downward. I mean, just all yeah. types of things were, and yeah, it's part of event planning. Yeah, that's, that's how it works. I remember there was one year of Aspen where the, the lifts were still running and I think you could make a couple runs. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> really? it happens every once in a while. Yeah. Kind of oh, nuts. people ski here year-round. You can hike up. Oh, you can? Yeah. Okay. So you just got to go high enough. Yep. Next year. That's yes. what I'm doing. Or, sure. or in the spring, if I'm back. Uh, end of the podcast, we usually like to do something called 86. It's 86. What is one thing? Maybe we should keep it in the festival world. I don't know. Oh, well, we don't have to. Ooh, we don't have to. No, well, yeah, we don't have to keep it in the festival. No, one thing you want to 86 get rid of, it could be personal or business-related or mountain-related. Wolves. I'm trying to think something in the festival world. I've got it. Yes. Oh, here we go. Tickets went on sale for this festival, December 15th. Yes. And we've been advertising and telling people and, and leading up to it and doing, there was newspaper articles and PR and the events have sold out in the last week mm-hmm. and our, our phones are blowing up and we're getting emails and well, how do I get a ticket? Like, well, you should have bought it in the last three months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so that makes sense. I'm one of 86, the last minute ticket buyers. It's yeah. it's stressful because we're we're buying the food, we're buying the supplies, we're getting everybody here, and we're hoping the ticket sales will come. And yeah, but, uh, just buy them a little earlier. 
I'll piggyback on that. It's also when you do then make that social media post that says, come up here. It's going to be this amazing event. Here's the link for it. And then someone's like, how do I get tickets? And it's like, the picture has a link on it. No, but and here's I mean, the that's thing. really what right. I was going like, to be a segue. It's like, um, that, those are a lot of the emails we get like on a daily basis. Like, I would love to get tickets, right. you know, and I'm looking for four tickets. I'm like, they're readily available on the website. Right. Ready yeah. to go or, for your purchase. Tell us more about your festival. And we're at Big Wine Small Plates. Please look at the website. Right, right. Here, <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. Here it is. Here's a live live feed yeah. of Drew Neoporant right yeah, here. Right. And here's this delicious food. And oh, by the way, we have this I website. Know. We're like, we don't know what else to do to get them, you know, like we said, the information out. It's like we try to like just, you know, put it all on the website, which I, we feel like we've kind of detailed it pretty well. So, you know, definitely go there. Um, but yeah, just in terms of. All right, so we're we're eighty sixing procrastination basically, yeah. which yes. makes sense. Yes, buy your so. tickets early. Uh, can people still buy for the spring and summer right now? Um, summer uh, goes on sale in April. Okay, yeah, there you go. So, but we definitely still have some. Um, we're excited. I think this uh, we still have a few tickets for Saturday, but overall, I think we're it's going to be a sold out weekend. So we're excited. There you go. So the second season going into the third. Uh, wait, uh, wait, what's going on? You go okay. You have questions for me. We have questions for you. For me. Okay, yeah. you're going to turn the table. All Can right. I do that? This has never been done, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> okay. This, this works. Well, okay. I'm, I'm curious. And yeah. Oh, you have a list? I have oh, a my list. gosh. <laughs> oh, wow. Megan, she's, yeah, she's organized. The, uh, if you weren't a chef, yeah. what would you be? Wow. Um, I mean, I, I think that, I mean, what would I want to be or what could I be if I wasn't what a would chef, you, right? What would you want to be? I mean, I think it would be professional athlete. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I love sports and it, not really any, sp- right now I'm on a, in a big hockey phase, mm-hmm. but I think my, my, my position of choice is hockey goaltender. Ooh. There's just a lot of pressure on that. And you get a lot of gear. You don't really have to move around that much. You have to, <laughs> you know, side you side have to be much more right. flexible than I am. So it would be yeah. something that I can aspire to. But I think that's my answer right now. But definitely if you, if you ask me back in the spring, it'll be baseball and something else probably. Okay. But definitely Depends athlete. I like the pressure. I want to be at bat okay. in a big moment. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. uh, that's why I like being on food television and competing originally as well. Okay. Yeah. Great. All right. Good to know. Um, what do you think is hot in the culinary world for 2019? Mm. Wow. Trend, trend questions are always challenging because you want to sort of like will them into trend sometimes. Mm. Um, I do think what's still hot is hyper-local. Um, and then very um, like micro focused regionality, right? Um, and like I have um, you know an, an Indian friend of mine. It's like Indian food hasn't really popped. Well, like if you can do food from one region in India, right? If you think about a lot of the the, the, the foods that have become popular recently, I mean, it, you know, um, Middle Eastern Israeli cuisine comes to mind. Yeah. Where like you know, once you sort of celebrate like a micro region, I think that that's still pretty hot. So for me, it's, uh, I'm using that with also like my, um, I've been into this whole DNA. I'm, I'm a big, like, uh, you know, tech guy. Did you so do that test? I, I've done 23andMe and all I could tell you, like everything about my own personal DNA. Um, but it's inspired me to like find like, oh, well, I'm, I'm 9.1% Polish. Like, hey, there aren't really any great Polish restaurants that I know of or that are, you know, modern or new even. Like there are great Polish restaurants. But um, I think that's kind of interesting to me, like micro niche. And like you have to be careful because it kind of gets into a like food nationalist sort of like zone. But it can just also be a place that you really love to visit. It doesn't have to be your DNA. So like if I take a trip here, like quite honestly, like tonight, 
my menu is very mountain based, very Nordic, if you will. Got the elk. Um, very based off of my 15% Scandinavian DNA. Um, but like I, you know, I find that like that real micro niche stuff really inspiring. That was a long answer. I could, no, that's, yeah, this is as serious as I've ever been on my own podcast. Okay. No, this is fun. This is what I was thinking of at four in the morning. I like it. I like it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, your guilty pleasure. I know you seem very fit. I know you were in the mm. steam room with Drew earlier. I know. I'm wearing a small shirt. Training for marathons. Yes. And all that. I am training. I'm going to be running a, mar- a mar- I'm going to be running my sixth New York marathon. That's amazing. Maybe I the- ran it once. Yes. Yeah. Back Congrats. in 2016. Yeah. Done with my running. Yeah. There you go. I thought I was done two years ago, but it's 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 calling me back. I'm fit. I'm sorry. The question was. No. Uh, the question is when you're when you're not eating healthy. Mm. What what's your guilty pleasure? You're once in a while like. I hope no one sees me. Yeah, I think I've been I've I've been able to blend sort of my my fitness aspirations into my guilty pleasures. I love like meat on a grill, and like for some reason, even though the thing I'm in right now is kind of very like specific as to what I can eat, I can eat bacon, and like I've been eating a lot of (laughs) I've been eating a lot I've been eating bacon like Ron Swanson from. Uh, Parks and Rack, basically. Sounds like the ideal um, diet. So, like meat on a grill, but that's also in in line with my fitness. I mean, I do miss ice cream. Like, I, I've only I've only had like full fat, regular, traditional ice cream twice since June. Wow! And once was at Disney with my kids because you can't not do that. Wow. Yeah. And I don't even really. But I used to be like I love ice cream. So Me probably too. that's the thing. Ice cream. Yeah, that I that I is is a guilty pleasure. Okay. Then I'm like, yeah, I'll do this once this week. Pop tarts. That's my secret. Once a year. Oh, I like that. Pop tarts. Pop worth flavor. Chocolate. The fudge. The fudge ones. Mm. Or the 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 worst ones. The worst ones. Frosted (laughs) raspberries. Right. There's fruit in those. You have no, yeah, (laughs) barely any fruit (laughs) in those. You know, once a year, just have it and enjoy it. What do you think about savory Pop tarts? We did these at my restaurant. Savory. Like homemade oh. savory Pop-Tarts. I'd, I'd like to come to your restaurant and try yeah, that. let's do it. We'll do it. Okay. And then if it doesn't work out, we'll put a chocolate fudge one <laughs> in there. Any, anything in a pastry, I mean. It is kind of true, which is if you wrong. go into trends too, like all of these, um, you know, staying on like the, the Polish Eastern European thing, pierogies. Like when oh, you can yeah. find this food, the empanadas, food, uh, Jamaican beef patties, food that's wrapped in, in pastry, I think is pretty hot right now. Beef Wellingtons. Oh. Yeah. Love it. What's old is new again. Okay, I'm classics. answering the first question. You're on the no, third. No, that's yes. okay. Can, can we ask some more? Please. Okay. Um, bucket list food city. Where, mm. where do you want to go? Sadly, eat? so this reveals something. Sadly, I have only flown through and spent time in airports, but I have never been to Tokyo. So I heard that that's one of the best. is a problem for me as a chef. But uh, in general, uh, so there's that. I also want to go. I just came back from Sweden, but I want to go to Iceland. Um, which is like kind of a bucket list, but more just for like the nature, um, you know, the, the environmental part of it. This is training um, for that. Being in Jackson Hole, you'll, you'll, yeah, all you'll of understand yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> like I have the, I, again, I have the gene. The cold, this right. is not cold, by the way. That's a, also an amazing thing. Is this kind of temperature wise? It's a dry cold. Awesome. I, yeah. But, but I mean, you know, I feel like it's. I mean, it's, 35, you're like, oh, it's balmy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah, I'm walking around in a hoodie down the street. It's mm-hmm. not really that bad, but that's what snowboarders yeah. do, right? Right. Yeah. They're out there with just like a hoodie on and a football <laughs> jersey. Don't you get annoyed at that? Well, you're a snowboarder. As a skier, don't you, aren't you annoyed at like the snowboarders that are like in like a Peyton Manning jersey? And like, come on, get, get dressed. Right. Yeah. Anyway, Pull your pants up. Exactly. <laughs> totally. All right. Is there another one? There's, there's a couple more. Okay. All right. Um, so, marathon, you said you're training. And yes. You've done the marathon. What? What do you want to eat or what do you eat after a marathon? Wow. I mean, it's, I, I, I should give different answers for so be a better interview. Um, 
you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like the biggest dry aged steak that I can find on whatever is the restaurant in the hotel that I'm staying at because I don't feel like walking right. after. Right. Yeah. So it's like room, a great room service meal and like everything I have. I have a, I love room service, which is a problem because room service isn't always great. But I always, if I ever get divorced, it will be because of room service. <laughs> and here's why. Because I order so much food when they call for room service. And then they're like, how many people? And I get like embarrassed. And I'm like, two. <laughs> because like, it's like seven <laughs> plates or whatever. And I'm like, there's two of us. Send up. You know? And then like, I, I always have this fear that my wife is going to look at my receipts and be like, who has been traveling the country <laughs> with you? You're always having room service for two. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. Do, you, do you choose your hotels when you do a marathon based on the restaurant at the hotel? Um, I, uh, I, you know, a, a lot of it happens to be, especially for, you know, with, with running, a lot of it ends up being like charity based and, um, you know, whoever has a room for me and, and is willing to, you know, be a part of the donation process for, for running. That's usually where it ends up. Uh, I have my, you know, I have my favorites, you know, one of which is this amazing condo that we're staying in. Are you kidding me? Jackson Hole Resort Lodging has been crushing it, yeah, right? Yeah, this, so like, this is great. If I, you probably have spoiled me a little bit <laughs> because I'm going to want like mountain house condos now right. wherever we go. <laughs> uh, oh, you turned away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're just going to stay, stay with you next year. Uh, yeah, okay. Okay. That, yeah, that works. Yeah, you got rooms. Yeah. You know, there's these rooms downstairs, you know, like when there's like the, ki- the kids in the cousin's right. room is what the I call it. And, and, right, yeah. and it's like there's 18 beds in there. <laughs> totally. Like, All right, here we go. Um, let's see. I like how you flipped the script. No one has done this. So no. this is great. Your team's in the Super Bowl. Who's oh. your team, by the way? I am a bandwagon hopper. Uh, I am a born uh, NFL teams we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm a born New York Jets fan. But usually when you're a, a Jets, Knicks, Mets fan, you have to have other choices. So I am a Seahawks fan by Ooh. choice. Got coast okay. to coast. Yes. So never okay. Falcons. Uh, I have Falcons are the only NFL team I've ever had season tickets okay. for in the Michael Vick era because yeah. he was so exciting and they weren't that good when he first signed. Um, so I, I don't I don't dislike the yeah. Falcons. I guess I like birds. <laughs> I do like teams with animal mascots. This okay. is true. Oh, yeah. there's a pattern. And like the Seahawks have cool helmets. I know that's just really shallow of me, no. but they, they're, they're a cool team. Yeah. My, my brother-in-law is a Jets fan. So ah, great. there you go. Um, I'm in the, so the, so the, they're in the Jets Super Bowl. are in the Super Bowl. Okay. And you're catering a tailgate for your friends. Got it. At the Super Bowl. Mm. What, are you, what are you cooking? Well, considering that hell has frozen over <laughs> and the Jets are in the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, I, I think we're going uh, back, almost back to the trends. This is a tailgate, you said, right? A tailgate. We're, we're going yakitori. We're going Ooh. delicious meat on sticks. Okay. Which is a fun way. You get the little, like we were at that restaurant, Suda. Mm-hmm. And like they have this awesome binchotan grill. You can put that in your trunk. Ooh. You pop, pop it out of your trunk, a little of the Japanese charcoal and like whatever oh, meat of your choice. Okay. It's yeah. easy. You can walk with it. You can eat it off the stick. We're going nice. sort of like Japanese grill out of the trunk for okay. the Jets Super Bowl <laughs> appearance. Maybe you're right. putting Let us know. Yes. Yeah. Maybe it's yeah. it's going to happen. That being said, in 2049, <laughs> who knows what people will be eating. Um... That was really horrible. I really took a couple shots at the Jets there. That's... I have uh, two more. Yes. What, what's something that you, you, uh, people don't know about you? What, what, or what do you wish people knew about you or something that we all don't? Oh, wow. I mean, we don't know. I think people really know that I'm incredibly neurotic and like really, really um, intense. I say that with a PR team by my side. Like, I'm like, <laughs> like everything is like the, this is more therapy now. It's really a, a reveal, but like, 
everything is the most important thing that's ever happened to me in that exact moment. It's not really a great thing. But so I think the reveal is that like my neuroticism and like my, like my, the, the stress is like always there with me. Like tonight's dinner has to be like, it, it, you know, if it, 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 it will be a failure if it's not everything that I wanted it to be. Right. And like every appearance on every morning show, every television show, every podcast is like, I feel like it's the, the first and last thing that I'm ever going to do, oh. which I think is good and bad. I don't know if I revealed thing. I also usually leave a article of clothing in every hotel room that I stay in. What? That's weird. <laughs> in my mind, it's a charitable thing. Oh, it's not like, like oh, this yeah, is deliberate. It's okay. not dirty like underwear. Okay. Right. It's not like dirty underwear. It's like a t-shirt that I might have like it, you know, it might be this t-shirt that I'm wearing. Like, right. oh, here's this restaurant called Barney Greengrass in the Upper West Side. They make really great locks. And here's a t-shirt. But I won't do it here because now I feel that. Yeah. But that's <laughs> a weird thing. We're going to do a sweet. Yeah. That's yeah. a weird thing. Yeah. Um have you ever made a food for a competition show on the fly that you now use, like oh. that you, you, you make again for fun? Yeah. I mean, I think in general, the answer is yes. And so many that it would be hard to sort of go back oh. and say, okay. what is that thing? Yeah. Um, because that's the joy of cooking on a television show. That's a competitive television show, especially when there's like a time restriction is that it, it, it's as restaurant chefs, we don't really play in the world of improv too often. Because like we're coming up with a dish and we do a prototype and we taste it and we talk about it and then we put it on the menu and then we adapt it. Um, but when you're cooking on TV and you have 20 minutes and only a limited pantry or whatever it is, it forces you to sort of like just cook on the fly and do improv things. And every once in a while, sometimes it's a disaster, but every once in a while, it's actually something that's like really magical. And then also because of the restrictions, quick and yeah. efficient and easy. Um, so there's a lot of things. Recently, one was... Uh, because I'm on this weird dietary thing. It's, it's yellow mustard, uh, any sort of uh, animal fat, like bacon grease, and white miso. And just blended together is like an incredible gravy. I mean, it's a gravy that I served for Thanksgiving, and it was inspired by some morning segment that I had to do by rushing around and just wow. blending three things together. And but three-ingredient gravy. Um, awesome. Yeah, and, it, and I think I've done it on a couple morning shows now. But like, it's also fun because then you find... Now, this is really, you've totally flipped the script on me. <laughs> um, like as, a, as a, like a television chef, like, you know, everyone who wants to book you is always looking for the easy thing, the healthy thing. Can you do it without, you know, taking 24 hours? And it's, it's a lot of fun um, when you accidentally stumble upon not only something that's delicious, but then, yeah, this is a meatball that you can make with three ingredients and it's healthy and it's good for your family. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Last one. Yeah. Last one. Yeah. Crack Shack. Crack Shack. Uh, we want to go there. The fried You're chicken. Where's, where's that? Where's the inspiration for that? Um, the so Crack Shack is a uh, an emerging yes an emerging uh, chicken and egg concept. Crack meaning an egg cracking, just to sort of paint the picture, um, not crack. <laughs> which other people like? But, you know, there have been people who would so not. Good. There have been people who have not wanted to um, you know let us lease you know spaces because like, of the name. Mm, which now it's over because now we make money and everyone's like, yeah, sure, come on, come on in. <laughs> uh, it's really my business partner Mike Rosen who loves chicken. Uh, and I love, and I, as a chef, most chefs have a thing for eggs. Like we really, really love eggs. So the chicken and eggs sort of came that way. And it, ha- it happens that everyone loves chicken. It's, it's really, truly one of America's, if not fried. the so, yeah. favorite protein. You know, as a uh, yeah. And then when you get into the fried thing, of course, I lived in Atlanta for a number of years as a native New Yorker. I was a stubborn Yankee who, when I moved to the South, I didn't like grits. I liked polenta. Mm. I didn't like catfish. I loved monkfish. They're all pretty much the same thing. I was just a stubborn, you know, New Yorker. 
and a Yankee. Um, but like, I mean, Southern food is one of America's only true cuisines, quite honestly. And uh, so whether it's fried chicken, there's biscuits on the menu at Crack Shack, there's deviled eggs, God, uh, there's homemade hot sauce. There's a number of things that are Southern. Yeah. We call it Southern California. It's certainly uh, not a Southern restaurant, but I think it's hard to not look at it and think that, you know, at least a small part of it had to do with like myself and maybe some team members, you know, having spent some time in the South or at least yeah. loving the cuisine of the South. We see the pictures on Instagram sometimes. And, oh, well, you have like, to come. Oh, we you want travel. Really well, you like know what? I never like asked you. The interesting thing is I saw you, I think, last before this at New York Food and Wine. Mm-hmm. Which like, so like you like go out there in the entrepreneurial way and like do your research on all of these festivals. Yeah. We, we tried. Yeah? We tried to go to a couple a year. Okay. So we, uh, you know, work, work, work. Yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> work, work, work. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> but uh, no, we, we try to look for ideas. We, we yeah. meet people. We're... Um, it's, it's good to see what other people of are course. doing. Of course. I think... Uh, I know. People go to conferences. We go to other festivals. Yeah. I mean, uh, in research. any business, right? You yeah, have to see what so. other people are doing. Exactly. And I'm imagining when you were on the rooftop of that pier with 100,000 people, you were like, yeah, this is probably not exactly what we're going to do. It's a little overwhelming. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Well, we, and we saw you there and we're like, ours is going to be smaller. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, well, it's been a lot of fun. Um, who do we have to shout out? I mean, anyone, anyone that we have to give special... The other four partners who have made uh, Jackson Hole Food and Wine uh, oh, yeah. amazing. Our, our partners, Katrina and Brandon Ryan, Mike and Karen Reed, the, the six of us, the founders who, um, yeah, making things happen. And awesome. Growing it. Well, awesome. listen, what everyone needs to do is now's the time that you can get your tickets or at least get on a list right? yeah. to Just when you can buy your tickets. Because a lot of people also hit me on up that go to a lot of these festivals and, and it's, you know, you're like, now's the time that they need to start sending you the DMs, right? Absolutely. To say, hey, exactly. I'm, oh, yeah, we have a great lineup. I'm, I'm an I'm a, uh, influencer. I'm a blogger. I want to come up there. How much does it cost? You know, where, where can we stay? Uh, but it's, it's, it's been an amazing festival. Thank you so much yeah. for having me. Yeah, we uh, love having you here. You know, one day, you know, if, 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 uh, if, if Drew Newport nights me or whatever, <laughs> maybe I'll get a chance to come back. Um, but if I don't get a chance to come back, doesn't mean you can't. And there'll be amazing celebrity chefs here in the spring and next winter. Uh, and you can find it, Jackson, uh, the website is? jhfoodandwine.com. jhfoodandwine.com. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you. Thank You're you. awesome. Uh, I'm going to go cook this dinner on top of a mountain. Yeah, we, we can't wait to taste it. Awesome. Until next week, stay hungry. Thanks for listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Download new episodes every Tuesday on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, or podcastone.com. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you to our sponsors, multiple ones, who made this all possible, San Pellegrino. To find S. Pellegrino in your area, visit sanpellegrino.com slash US. And TrueCar, visit TrueCar for a better car buying experience.